Welcome to It's Time For You, a journey through losing all things that don't bring value to our life so that we can gain the life we want and deserve. Hello, hello. I hope everyone's having a fabulous day. I hope you're starting to make progress, um, even if it's only taking the first step to losing the garbage in your life, losing whatever's holding you back from true interpersonal happiness. Um, remember that doesn't mean, oh, my job is great. I got a promotion. This is about you showing up to your job, happy with yourself. You showing up to a social gathering, happy with yourself, um, feeling confident, feeling like there's nothing in the world to stop you. So I hope you can drop in the comments, um, what, what it is you're doing. Tell me what's happening and how far you're coming, what what steps are you taking? And if you're having a struggle to take the step, let me know what it is. Let's talk about it. Um, today, I want to talk to you guys about toxic relationships. I have never really acknowledged toxic relationships. Um, I guess I because part of me never developed really deep relationships with people. Um, there was one friend in college that I would was a really, really good friend to me. Um, and I let some other things, again, for fear of judgment, push me away from her. Um, and it is the one relationship I have a lot of regret. And I have not pushed myself out of my comfort zone to actually reach out to her and mend that relationship. Um, I've been out of college for a long time now, <laughs> 15 years or so. Um, I did finally find her on social media, but I and friend requested her. She accepted, still lacking that confidence to actually send her a private message to say, hey, I'm sorry. I have missed our friendship. I really did value it and all that other good stuff. So that's a, something I need to work on there um, when we just talk about relationships. But toxic relationships. The most prominent toxic relationship that I have had in my life was with someone who was actually very near and dear to me. Somebody who pulled me out of one of my down moments. Um, I had met this person through the coffee group that I spoke of previously um, in other episodes. And this person drugged me through a really tough time and allowed me to come through and show up to those, those meetups, um, those social gatherings with a level of confidence I didn't have before. Um, and as our friendship grew, it was wonderful. In fact, I ended up being the maid of honor in her wedding. Um, probably the first time ever I had been a maid of honor. And so this is all post-marriage, post-first two kids. Um, it I really felt she held a special place in my heart. And as my life continued to grow, and as my husband and I continued to make progress in our businesses, and started taking ourselves to a new level and really reaching some dreams that we have had for many years on where we wanted our businesses to go, she became this person who was not supportive. Um, and I think, I honestly think it came out of jealousy. Um, there were things we were achieving that she wanted to achieve, not necessarily what we were actually doing, the, like our type of business she didn't want, but she wanted the status maybe that we were achieving. Now, my husband and I don't look at ourselves as having 
a certain kind of status. Um, we just have these specific dreams on what we want to do with our business and we get them. It has nothing to do with, oh, we can, I don't know, we can afford random things. Like that's not, do we? Sure, sometimes we do. But it's really about, we have this dream, let's achieve it. And for her, she couldn't fathom that, especially when it came down to money. Now, money isn't something you talk about with everybody, right? There's very, very few people that you would discuss money with. Now, she was one who would bring up, oh my gosh, that must cost a lot of money. Well, that kind of gets to an uncomfortable place. Um, she started to make, she would ask me how things were going and um, how busy I was with our businesses. And when I would tell her this big step that we just got a bank approval to do and it was going to happen. And she would say, oh, wow, that was going to cost a lot of money. Um, well, yeah, it is. But we're figuring it out because when you want something bad enough, you figure out how to do it. And I just, you know, I let those things go. And she had small children too. And so our kids would play together. Um, and then there came a point that we were, my husband and I were really doing something fabulous with ourselves. And she had wanted to get the kids together for a play date. And I was in a super stressful time with our businesses, with what was happening and making this big step. And when she asked me about it, she could tell I was stressed. And I said, we're just getting ready to sell this. And um, she's like, oh, because you can't afford to keep it anymore. And without even a hesitation, I said, oh my gosh, no, we would be stupid to not sell it because we're can sell it for so much more than we purchased it for. And though you could see the look on her face and it was total, made me feel guilty. I was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, I needed to, you know, but it was totally off the cuff. It caught me off guard with her comment. And that's the part where she started making me feel bad about the successes that we were having, about the dreams we were achieving. I shouldn't have to feel guilty for them. You asked me, I don't come and bring them to you in a way of trying to rub them in your face. You're asking me. And as a friend, if you want to ask, I would expect you want an honest answer. And I want to be able to give the honest answer. If you don't want to know because you have those jealousy issues, then don't ask me. It's okay. I'm not offended by that because I understand. And I don't want to be in an awkward place. Um, it, it just became how all she would always ask and then always make me feel bad. And I started to have to really watch what I say and then not be my authentic self. Um, and then she made a comment about my kids one day. I have very outdoor kids. Um, we didn't raise our children on TV and video games. In fact, many people were like, really? You don't let your kids watch TV? No, not very much. When they were very young, they watched maybe one episode, maybe half an hour of TV a day. Um, and that wasn't even every day. I mean, back then, y'all, I was like mom of the year. I was an all-star mom. When my littles were real, my oldest were really little, man, I was all over it. We went to the park. I was doing crafts with them, baking with them, learning games with them. I was just, I was on it. I had my stuff together, um, all while keeping our businesses up. I can't say that for myself <laughs> with my last child. Um, poor thing kind of got the short end of the deal there. Um, but so her children, one of her kids was about the same age. And so my kids were outdoor kids, right? So we play outside all the time. They're not sit around and watch TV kind of kids. Her kids tend to be more of the sit and watch TV type of kids. And she made the comment to me, and I think this was kind of the last straw, probably one of the last times I saw her. 
she said something about Legos or yeah, Lego camp, I think. And she's like, oh, or, or could your kids sit through that? And the tone in her voice, like, like I have these obnoxious, unruly children who don't have an attention span to sit through a Lego camp. And I was like, well, as a matter of fact, my children love Legos. Um, in fact, my brother had just built them a Lego table to store all their Legos in because they love them and have a bazillion of them. And I just thought, you know, I, I think this relationship is coming to an end. The judgment that I get, I never made a comment about how she chose to raise her children. The fact that her kids were more TV watchers than my kids. Yo, you do you, you got to do what works for you. It didn't work for me. That's not what I wanted. That works for you. That's what you need in your life. And that's what your children are thriving with. Then great, do it. I don't really care how you choose to raise your children. Why are you making me feel bad for mine? And then it showed me how little she knew about my children. We've been friends for a few years at this point. And most of the time we got together was with our kids, taking our kids to the park together or meeting up for a play date at one of our houses. And it just set me back. And I dealt with that judgment from her for too long um, because I always felt that I was indebted to her for pulling me out of a really dark place that I was in, for bringing me out of a shell um, that I really needed, helping me make connections with other people. And the fact that my now best friend I met through the group that her, that my toxic friend was part of. And it was her reasoning that I met my best friend. Um, because if she wouldn't have pulled me out of it, I would have never gone back and I would have never met my now best friend. And I felt like I just owed her to stay friends with her. Um, I didn't. I eventually just kind of let that fall off the radar. And it was a very natural separation. So clearly she was feeling it also. Um, she didn't reach out to me and I stopped reaching out to her and we just kind of parted ways. And there's a part of that that's still a little hurtful and a little sad to me. Um, but I know it was for the best and I had to move on. And here I am today. I'm, I'm okay. I think about her often and hope that she's well and that her children are well and they're both all thriving, um, her and her husband and the whole, the whole fam. But that's, that's where that is. And you've got to make the choice. Don't let those people stay in your life let them go. Maybe it's more natural separation than you think. And if it's not as natural, then you have to be able to come up and say, this doesn't work for me. Um, the other friendship I want to talk about was not really a toxic friendship. Maybe it was me looking to keep being pulled out of my shell, right? I'm such an introverted person. And this gal I met through the same group um, was very, very extroverted. And she too was overweight. So I thought, okay, I just need to spend some more time with her, right? Like we're both overweight, but boy, her personality is huge, man. It is like, take over the room. She holds nothing back, but she's so kind and funny. Um, I need to spend some more time with her. So I did. I tried. We had lunch a lot. Um, and I tried to make more of a connection with her. And there was something that it was always didn't feel super great, like... It was very forced on my part because ultimately, our, we really didn't mesh well. Um, 
but yet I wanted to so bad because I felt like I had a lot to learn from her. And I remember asking her about this whole having conversations with people. And she said, you don't just, you won't just talk to somebody you're standing next to, like in an elevator or in line at the coffee house. No, are you crazy? Like, what do you say to them? She's like, I don't know. She's like, oh, I like your shirt or I like your shoes. Or I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. That's not me. And that's the part I wanted to get to with her. Um, and I didn't get there. And so she wasn't necessarily toxic, but it was, you know, it was a forced relationship that I eventually just had to say, Emily, you got to let it go. You guys aren't meshing on the same level. Um, and I still think of her often and think of how I can still be as outgoing as she is. And it is a goal of mine, even though we're not friends. Um, and it didn't really pan out that way. We weren't super the same type of people. Um, I still look at her as a reminder of you can still have a big personality and you can still be likable and fun and extroverted, even if you're carrying around extra baggage, whether it's emotional baggage or physical baggage. Um, and so there's both of that, right? There's a level of toxicity that comes with trying to force yourself to do something. Don't do that. Find the people that you can be totally yourself with. Um, friends, work, if, when you start talking about toxic with work, that's a whole nother ball of wax, right? You have friends are one thing. It's a lot easier to kind of cut friends out of your life that are toxic to you. When you start talking about family and work, it gets a lot more difficult. Um, I've had toxic relationships and family for sure. Now they're family. I'm not gonna, you know, cut my family out of my life. Family is family. And I strongly believe that I would do anything for my family, even if I'm not any one of my family. I have a big family um, and I would be there at the drop of a dime for any of them. But when it's not always reciprocated, then there becomes this place where you just let it, um, you, you just, you just kind of don't depend on it. Don't depend on what you might get back from it because you may not get anything. So you have to find the draw a line in the sand this is your line with those people who you can't cut completely out of your life. You have to draw the line, put the boundary in place. And when they hit that boundary, you've got to be able to speak up and say, this doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to choose another avenue. Um, draw that line. Work is the same way or work is tough because you need a job. But if there's a lot of toxicity going on in your workplace, you guys, it's hurting you more than you think it is. And you have to find a way to move out of it. I had a toxic work situation. Um, I went through corporate world pretty quickly in my career. And I progressed up the ladder pretty quickly. And I was at this one senior sighting, um, a senior manager. And my boss above me was just, we didn't work well together. It was very toxic. She didn't support me. Um, or my staff, I was run down. I mean, emergencies was happened. There's no support for me or my team. Um, it was just bad. I mean, bad. I was run to the ground. No reprieve. I, I was just miserable. I hated going going to work every day. And finally, it was just that was enough. I had to leave. And I really loved the company I worked for. Um, I had had other bosses in that company that were true inspirations to me, coworkers that were fabulous, that we did, oh, I just, they helped me grow so much that it was heartbreaking for me to think about leaving. Um, but 
at the same time, I had to go. It wasn't healthy for me anymore. And you have to make that choice. There is another company out there that does the same thing your company does. And when I found that new company for me, that's the one that I spoke about in a previous episode where I walked into that interview with my head held high in my brand new suit, lost some weight, feeling amazing, asked for the glass of water. Um, it was, that was the company that I needed and I grew even more with, and it was better than the first, the first company. Um, and I remember one of my old coworkers saying, oh my gosh, that lady that's going to be your boss girl, she is tough. She will eat you alive. Okay. Well, I've already accepted the job. So here I go. She didn't eat me alive. That was her own toxic relationship, her own hearings that she heard about this woman. Um, I had a great relationship with her. She was a fabulous boss to me. We had a wonderful rapport. Um, She really believed in me, helped me grow even further in my career. And I so much that I cried giving my notice. I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth before I was just in tears. And she said, oh my gosh, you're quitting. Yes. That's the relationship you, that's the the atmosphere you need to have is you need to love where you work. You need to love the people you're spending your time with. You need to love the friends you hang out with. They need to truly understand you. They need to accept you with all of your baggage and encourage you. Be happy for your dreams that come true, your successes that you have, and be there to help you pick yourself up when you fall. You're going to continue to fall. Have someone there to pick you up. Maybe it is your husband, a best friend, your mom, um, your sister, your aunt, your niece. It doesn't matter who it is. Have at least that one person who will pick you up when you fall and everybody else around you there shouldn't be any toxicity coming from them. If there is, set the boundary or cut them out, one or the other. You got to move on. You've got to, those people are affecting you way more than you might think that they're affecting you. And that's where I got to. That's the progress I've made today is drawing that line for those toxic relationships. I've let the ones go and they're just gone. That's okay. And I'm happy with that. And I've drawn a line on the ones that I don't want the people removed from my life, but there's a clear boundary. And as long as we respect that boundary, we have no issue. I'm happy. I'm good. I don't have any of that toxicity in my life that's really, really affecting me. So I'm good there. Those toxic relationships were hard, but we crossed the line and I'm on the other side of that. Um, that that's what I have for you on toxic people. Don't settle don't settle. And then um, to end my episode, I just want to give you guys a little bit of an update on where I am because this podcast is primarily about my weight loss journey um, and building my self-confidence. So I do will always try to pop in and give you guys an update at the end of the episodes on where I'm at. I'm almost two weeks into my, what is it? Three week, 21 day challenge. We're almost to be about halfway through the second week. Um, My clothes are feeling a little looser. I'm feeling really good. My nutrition is right on track. My mindset is staying super positive. Um, I do have to work on some moderation exercises with um, my coach and that'll be interesting. I'll let you guys know how that goes next week. Um, And on setting my confidence level, I'm really starting to focus and toy with 
this getting these lashes out there and some drinks, which I'll discuss the drinks that this company sells also with the lashes. But um, I'm really starting to try to build my confidence to get those lashes out there and try to give myself a side hustle, a side business here, a little fun thing to do to make money and share something that helps me feel beautiful. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting close. I'm really working to build the confidence to do that. And hopefully we'll be seeing that come out on my personal social media soon. Have a great rest of the day.